It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. I'm Stephen Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense podcast where we blend your passion with proven business principles and practical action. This is not a podcast full of buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about using proven business principles to create real-world solutions in a way that suits your business and personality. Please visit our website at beyond50percent.com for a full list of episodes, including what we have on the schedule for the future, as well as show notes and any links or resources that I might mention. This is episode 24, What is a Business Model? So today what we're going to talk about is we're going to define a business model. And before you nod off and yawn and switch over to uh, some other podcast, <laughs> um, let's talk about a little bit about why this matters to you. Because as a small business owner, we need to understand the way that we create value and extract that value from the marketplace. First of all, business models vary widely. The first thing you might think of when you come to when it comes to a business model is, you know, kind of the markup model where you buy something at one price, you mark it up a certain amount and you sell it at another price. Well, you can already see the holes in that in that model if you think about what you're competing against as a small business owner. You've got big box stores and you've got huge online retailers and all of those companies have more purchasing power than a small business owner does. So what do you think happens to their cost of goods? The price they pay for the, the product that they sell is very likely going to be much lower than the price you're going to pay at your wholesale market. And then, so they're able to sell uh, their products online or in their showrooms at costs that you can't, you can't match. So it's important that we understand what a business model is so that we know how we can compete. How do we add value how do we create value for our customers? And then how do we find a way to bring that, that value back into our business? How do we extract that value in terms of cash and, and hopefully profit? So those are the first things that you have to be concerned with. The other thing is business models have to be updated. You have to stay on top of how you're creating this value and how that is impacted by changes in the marketplace, whether that's new competitors like the online markets or a new technology or a new way of doing business or uh, a competitor down the street. So you have to be aware of those changes. So you have to continuously, well, let's not say continuously, but you have to regularly uh, review the way that you do business, the model that you use to create and extract value. And the another thing that you have to do is you have to understand how other companies, or you can, by, by understanding how other companies create value, it can provide you new ideas in your own business. So you can have a completely unrelated business and say, wow, if I incorporated this piece of that into my business, I would have a whole new revenue stream. Or that represents what that company's doing or that artist is doing or whatever. That is creating a risk for me that I wasn't aware of before. So let's talk about a little example, just real quick. Uh, I'm a tattoo artist and uh, that's what I do, right? So people come in, they want a tattoo, we provide it. And then uh, 
you can, so you can only sell your time once. That's the business model, right? They come in, they pay you for a tattoo. You create your art on their body and they pay you for that. And everybody's happy. Well, if you look at, at other options for, for business models, what if you discover that you could do workshops for up and coming tattoo artists? Okay. So now you can leverage the time that you spend with one client to a workshop once a month where you're spending uh, the same amount of time, but you get paid by 25 people for doing this workshop. And so that becomes a much more highly leveraged time and a new revenue stream. So that's just an example. And it's just uh, a different business model that you could look at from that perspective, from the, from the perspective of someone who has something to teach. There's lots of these things that you can go through and we'll talk more in episode 25 about specific business models. But um, I wanna introduce the concept of, you know, really what is a business model so we can get our head around that first. And then next, next uh, episode, we'll talk about how do you implement that and really dig in and do a good job creating a business model for yourself and actually first maybe defining the business model that you currently use. So that's important. That's why it's important that we understand what a business model is. So the next thing is we'll go through uh, a few common models uh, this week. Um, in the next episode, we might talk about a few more different models. Uh, and then finally, we'll close out this week with just some brief suggested actions about what to do uh, while you're waiting for, for the next episode where we're really going to dig into the meat and potatoes of how do you use the concept of a business model to improve your business? Because that's what it's about, right? We're not going to do an exercise if it doesn't add value to our business. So how do we do that? How do we leverage that? Now, leverage is a buzzword. I shouldn't have said that. So <laughs> anyway, how do we make the most out of, of using this tool? So like I said, the first thing I wanted to do is kind of talk about the definition of a business model. If you Google it, you're going to find any number of ideas out there. Uh, the Oxford Dictionary uh, says it's a plan for successful operation of a business, identifying sources of revenue, the intended customer base, products, and details of financing. So that's pretty nice general concept. Uh, not 100% in, in my book in terms of, uh, I think there's some things missing from that, but it's not bad. Uh, there's an article in the Harvard, and I will, by the way, I'm going to link all of these notes, uh, all of these uh, resources in the show notes. So you don't need to memorize them or, or uh, if I skip doing the entire URL, which is very long, don't worry about it. They'll be there. So in the Harvard Business Review, there's a, a good article that goes through kind of the thoughts of some of the business leaders of our time, you know, what do they think about, you know, what a business model is? And the, the bottom line is that they all pretty much agree if you're talking about the, the generics the, and, and the Oxford Dictionary definition that I said earlier, they all kind of say, okay, that's, that's basically right, but here's some nuances. If you, if you, it's a good read if you want to understand what specific thought leaders had to say about it. Investopedia has a, a little longer definition. It says a business model is a company's plan for making a profit. It identifies the products or services the business will sell. The target market is identified and the expenses it anticipates. So it does incorporate a little bit of, of stuff that the Oxford Dictionary one doesn't say. It doesn't talk, uh, Oxford doesn't talk about expenses so much, but it also narrows it down to profit. 
if you're a nonprofit, you still need an organizational structure and strategy and a way of creating value for your constituents. Now, you may think of it a little differently because it's a nonprofit, but if you can't get your idea across and you can't create the value for the people that you believe are going to participate in that, your organization is still not going to work. So I would take exception to the to the term making a profit in that first piece of this definition uh, because I don't think it's all about profit. I think it's important that we kind of make that delineation or that, that uh, differentiation. Wikipedia has honestly my favorite definition from any random source. Now, I'm not going to make an argument with, with those of you out there who are going to say that Wikipedia is not a source. A- and I understand the argument, but it does create uh, or does have a really good definition that I like. And so for the purposes of what we're going to talk about today and next week, um, kind of keep this in mind. The, the definition on Wikipedia is a business model describes the rationale of how an organization creates, delivers, and captures value in economic, social, cultural, or other contexts. And what I like about this is it kind of brings all of the things together, where, whether you're a for-profit business or whether you're a nonprofit or you know whether you're just a, a community organization, you still want to have a way of creating something that people want to be a part of. And whether that's a group or a, uh, a singing group or a reading club or painting company or you make widgets or Christmas tree ornaments since it's December, whatever that is, this is inclusive of that. And I really like that definition. So that's that's kind of uh, my feelings on that. I did want to touch on one. If you see it, we'll say we talked about it. But if you, if you look at the For Dummies website, a business model isn't something you build from the ground up. When management types ask about a business model, as in, so what's your business model? They really want an answer to a much more direct question, how do you plan to make money? This is the super simplified, not really accurate, don't bother with it kind of definition. So I wanted to mention it because I hated it. So just don't, don't go there. So what do all these definitions kind of tell us? Well, there is general agreement on what a business model is, which is good, but there is no solid definition that you could say when you look at it, you go, oh, yes, that's right. Uh, There's a lot of room for nuance. The important pieces are, you know, we look at the Oxford definition, it's profit-centric. The Harvard Business Review is a collection of thoughts and doesn't really help us nail down a specific definition, um, which is fine because there's a lot of important value there. But, uh, and again, I, I highly recommend reading the article, but it really doesn't help us say, okay, this is exactly what it is. The Investopedia is again, you're back to profit centric. The for dummies one, I already railed on that. It's oversimplified. And I go back to that Wikipedia definition because it's so inclusive of organizations in general. And, uh, so I like, I like that one the best. So a business model is about the creation of value where the whole is worth more than the sum of the parts. The product that you offer to your constituents, your customers is worth more than the sum of the parts it took to produce it. So what did you add to that to create something that somebody wanted? And so how do you create something that someone values enough to participate 
in that creation. Whether they're going to pay you, they're going to join your cause, they're going to subscribe, they're going to donate, and that's what's important about a business model. And it sounds simple when you say it, but it is really important that it is done carefully. So let's talk a little bit about some of the, co the common models. And uh, I will link an article uh, from Inc.com uh, about this because they have the 10 most common business models. Now, whether or not they're really the most common or not, it's not relevant. What's important is they are very common and you will see them in your life and you'll be able to recognize them and understand, okay, this is, is a cost plus model, which is the, the markup model I was talking about earlier, where you buy something and you mark it up and you, and you uh, sell it at a higher price. Or there's the freemium model, which you've probably heard that buzzword running around. Well, what does that mean? It means that, that there's a core product that is free, but then there are upgrades, if you will, to that product that cost money. And there's a couple of examples that I put in my show notes, Wave Apps Accounting. That's an accounting service that they have a free version, but they also have a paid version. In fact, I think they, now they have actually a tiered, tiered series of versions or a tiered pricing plan. Um, another good one, and I'll plug this one because I really like this particular product is Todoist, uh, which is a to-do list uh, application. Uh, and they have also a free plan and then a paid plan. And so you've got the uh, freemium model there, and you can probably think of, of plenty on your own. Where does that really work? Online, right? Where you can offer something that has no real cost of goods for free and then upsell with additional features or whatever uh, that create more value for your customers. Uh, then you have things that where the product is actually free but the revenue is from advertisements. And of course, really the big ones there, you've got YouTube, Facebook, some of the uh, social media sites where uh, it's all about the advertising, right? And so the product is allegedly free and yet the company still makes revenue from the advertising. Uh, another one is price based on volume or usage. So you can think of things like uh, maybe Sam's or Costco wholesale shops. Something where, you know, if you buy in bulk, so you go on to a, an online retailer and if you buy one, it's this price. If you buy 50, it's another price. And that's valuable to the seller because they can move a lot more product in one transaction. And so it's worth cutting the price on it versus having to make a hundred transactions to sell the same number of units. And so that comes down to the cost of transaction. And that probably would be a different, a different podcast episode, but it's another, uh, another business model. And then, uh, you know, perhaps there's a, a tiered pricing set based on feature set. And so, you, again, this is really common on the Internet as well, where you have customer relationship management software or online accounting systems uh, where the base feature set is $10 a month. And then the future feature or the more advanced feature sets are $24 and $59 a month. Now, that was just uh, five you know, examples of what business models are out there. Those are just the tip of the iceberg. And the point today is not to uh, define every single business model. Uh, it's to get you thinking about what is it that you're creating that generates value for your customers? What are they really paying for? And how do you come up with that? You know, um, it's, it's a mistake to think that any of these web apps is free. 
Okay. I, I, they have no cost of goods, but I don't want to give the impression that companies that do that are getting away with something or that they're not providing great value because I, I certainly think in many cases they are. But the idea is that uh, what are you doing to create that value for your customers, whether it's something um, virtual or if it's uh, brownies or you're changing tires or replacing uh, automobile parts or uh, selling groceries. All of those things have different value chains, different places with different ways of creating that uh, value, that product that your customer is going to pay for. So I don't want to go into any, any of this any further because we just end up going on and on about the same basic concept, which is let's, let's talk about how you create that value. So I want to back up and say, all right, let's take some time uh, until the next episode and identify how you're creating value for your customers. What is, what do you think your business model is? And you don't, don't worry too much about whether or not you're right, air quotes, right about, you know, your exact nomenclature or every detail is correct. Um, we'll dig into that next week and I will give you resources next week that will allow you to um, really uh, dive into this uh, as far as you want to go. Um, and you can, you can, you'll be able to use those to really understand what you're doing that makes your, that, that makes your customer's life better or easier. So that's the first thing. Let's try to identify how, take one of those definitions that we talked about earlier and how do you do that? How does your business do that in the simplest form? Like I said, we'll go through this next time. So don't, don't spend a lot of time on it. But in the simplest form, how do you do what you do? You know, what are you getting paid for? What do you really, what is your customer really buying from you? And then uh, the second thing to think about, again, I don't, I wouldn't go too deep into this because we are going to dive into it next time, is how do all the components of your business model do their job and are they doing it? Um, and do you feel like they're doing a good job? And so on the, on the vendor side, on the, on the value creation side, internally to your organization where you have the most power to change, you know, are the things you're doing to create value for your customers, are you really doing the, the, the right things to create the most value with the least cost in your business? And then have you really identified what your customers pay for? You know, the classic example, uh, it, it, for, for this, and there, I'm sure there's others, but this is the one that always comes to mind for me is, you know, the explosion of, of coffee shops. And when you go to a coffee shop and you pay $3 for a cup of coffee is what you're paying for the cup of coffee. And the, the uh, answer generally speaking is no, there's an experience behind that. It's, you know, they were trying to bring the uh, European coffee experience to the United States in the case of Starbucks. Are your customers paying for the actual physical thing that you're holding in your hand? Or is there something around it that is part of that as well? And so be thinking about that a little bit. Next week, like I said, in episode 25, what we're going to do is we're going to dig a little bit deeper into how do you use a business model to improve your business? We're going to use this to either do something better or we'll say it's not worth it to me. Well, I hope that it's worth it to you because I do think it's really important, especially 
as things start to change and continue to change in the marketplace, um, and not just over decades, but over years and even sometimes months, you have to understand how you're going to add value to the market. And so we'll talk about how, how do you determine what your business model is, kind of fill in some gaps from this week. Uh, hopefully you'll have done a little bit of thinking about that. Is the business model you're using the right choice? Could you update your business model? You know, or maybe there's another revenue stream that another model might add on to. You don't have to have one business model. Okay, so there, there's plenty of, of opportunity here to uh, use what other people have done in a new way or even in the same way to create more value for your customers and for your own business. I, I guess one thing I want to touch on on this is there's a couple of examples of where business models went just horribly wrong and, and they're, you know, these are not going to be surprises for, for anybody, but when um, I'll share a story about digital cameras, when digital first came out, I'm, I'm a sucker for new technology, certainly even more so then than I am now, but I, I wanted the next digital camera. I I had a, uh, Oh, I think it was a Kodak DC. I want to say, I, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it was one of the first ones. It was like a, a three megapixel camera or something. It was just terrible. I loved it. I thought it was this great thing. So when they, the DSLR started to come out, I wanted to replace my camera, my film DSLR with a, a digital one. And I went to our local camera shop and I said, Hey, I want to uh, get a, uh, I think it was a rebel XT at the time was the, the first one I looked at. And literally, I asked the clerk about the Rebel XT, and he said, and I quote, we don't do digital. Okay, so they, they had excluded that part of the marketplace from their business model. And by doing that, literally a year later, they were gone, out of business. You can take that same you know, kind of that same motif and go to Kodak themselves. Well, Kodak developed the technology that all of us use in digital cameras. And yet they still have struggled ever since the advent of digital because their business model didn't adapt. And so th these things, um, they do matter. And yes, in that case of digital photography and, and videography, that transition has taken two decades you know, to really take over. Um, but it's happening faster and faster as technology changes and the availability of the marketplace is changing. So another example of, you know, how this competitive marketplace is changing. So I can buy anything I want on the internet and I don't have to go to the store that completely changes what my store, the, how they have to compete, you know, my local, whether it's a grocery store or a, you know, a department store or whatever, uh, it completely changes how they have to compete. And it also changes how you can compete because if the world is opened up for me to buy goods from anyone, it also is opened up for anyone to buy goods from you, potentially, depending on your business model. So that's why we really want to dig into this and understand what is the business model that we currently use? What is a model that we could use? And are they the same thing? Maybe they are. 
and that's great. But if they're not, how can we make the change? And how can we do that effectively for our business? So that's what we're going to do next week. I'd like to thank you for listening today. Your questions, comments, or suggestions are welcome at q.a at b50p.com. You can subscribe to the Up and to the Right uh, podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, or you can listen to each episode on the website at beyond50percent.com. I don't know about you, but for me, it's time to get back to work. <laughs>